Need something to hold you up all day? Join The Grip with David Anthony. Gaining relevant, innovative perspectives with weekly guests that keep you inspired and informed. Now, put your hands together as we bring to the mic. Oh, yeah. My man, David Anthony. What's going on, fam? David Anthony here with The Grip, gaining relevant, innovative perspectives. I am your host, and thank you so much for showing me the love that you show me, man. We're coming out of that respite from the Easter holiday, and man, it was needed, and uh, I'm rejuvenated. I've been uh, revived, rejuvenated, and all that good stuff. But we got a hot show for you today. I've got my brother hanging out with me uh, from the Gast House, the Charlotte Metro region. He's a firefighter, fire inspector, powerful voice in Gastonia, CPR business. Help me welcome to the grip on today, Melvin Burns. Melvin, how you doing? Thank you, Pastor. I appreciate that introduction. Makes me feel good. But one thing about you, man, you always been a lovable brother, man. We hate that you left the gas house, but you in a bigger city. I know you're enjoying yourself. I can see the smile when I came out and talked to CPR, but I appreciate you inviting me back. Oh, yes. Without a doubt, he came through and did a CPR class. And that's the reason for the show today. I thought that a broader audience needed to hear some of the things that he was dropping in this room about how we can take care of ourselves. And I also thought, you know, we're heading into the summer. Yep. You know, where uh, we got a lot of kids going to be doing a lot of things. Kids yep. going to be at home. Some stuff is going to happen. It happens all over the place. Yes. And uh, all that kind of great stuff um, and taking place in, in individuals' lives. And this whole fire thing is, 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 is always dear to you because, I mean, as, you've been fi- as you were fighting fires, yes. you personally experienced um, at one point in time a fire at your own residence. Yes. And, you know, on top of that. I lost the best friend in a fire. So oh, I mercy. Tried to, yeah, Boogie Crank. Okay, okay. Because right. Crank, oh, my uh, God. prominent super guy. Yeah. Community guy yeah, like myself. Yeah, yeah. But you know one well, thing. the basketball that, tournament is named that. Yeah, a basketball tournament is named out. We just had it. Right, Over right. the Easter holidays when, right. the, when the kids are out of school. So right. we try to do things to keep them positive and get them something to do. But, yeah, we lost Boogie. And, you know, like you said, in my house, it was more to it mm. of dealing with smoke. But anyway, it was a fire. But yeah, right. it, it, it come close to my heart. Right. Yes. And when it comes close to your heart like that, that means when you are doing what you do, right. you want to make sure people get the information because you know firsthand how this can just turn a life inside out, upside down. It's so true. You know, and, and me now that I'm retired, like you said, uh, I go to places and I see stuff. Like I notice a light out. Right. Exit light or exit is blocked. Right. Then that fire instinct come right back at me. Ah, so I'm always educating when I'm teaching CPR, even though I'm there for CPR, I notice things and I go to the owner like the past. Hey, past, you know that light at over there. Right. So that fire is in me. So, yeah, I right. love what I do. I, I, that's why I keep growing into in the community about fire safety and CPR first aid. If you're just tuning in, this is The Grip, gaining relevant, innovative perspectives. I'm hanging out with my man, Melvin Burst. He's dropped by um, here just to hang out with me a little bit. We're going to talk a little CPR, but before we get into that, let's talk a little sports, man, because some great things have happened in, in the Carolinas for the Panther Nation. Um, man, the draft has just taken place, and uh, we've got the number one draft pick right now here in Panther Nation. Is it going to make a difference? Are we on our way somewhere, Burst? Like, hey. Come on, talk to me, bro. Talk pastor, to I'm going to be honest. Okay. Not only because you're a pastor, because I love sports. Okay? Right, right. Now, number one pick, 
Hey, it's a home run. Right. It's a home run. But one thing that the Panthers got to do, they got to protect my man. All right. Oh, he'll be running for his life. I think running out of the top life. four, right? it was three quarterbacks. Right. They didn't go wrong at all. So, right. you know, I love the game. I wish the best for our, our what? City. Right. So we always want to wish for the best for them. So right. they'll do well. I think they got a great choice. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I tell people that have in sports energizes every aspect of a community. So whether it is Gastonia, Charlotte, Mount Holly, uh, Concord, man, when the Panthers win, businesses jump everywhere. Uh, things happen for everybody, even down to the street vendors, <laughs> if they're winning. So I think the energy and stuff, and I, I talk, uh, uh, took a little look at it last night, and I was like, it's raining like crazy, and right, these people right. are out here in this stadium. Right. You know, and that excitement and all those different kinds of things. Um, man, Nicole Woods. Oh, wow. Has been elevated now to the um, head coaching job at UNC Wilmington. Shout out to Nicole Woods. She's a fan of the show. I'm a fan of hers. What did that do for sports in Gastonia, man? Because I know, you know, um, you know her well. I know Nicole real well. Right. I don't know if you know this, past. I had an opportunity to coach. Uh, Nicole. Oh, wow. How about that? We, no, I didn't know me that. Me and Bobby Long formed the first mm. women's AAU team in Gaston County. Wow. Nicole. Now, tell me about how, so that's what, uh, when you all started that, that's been maybe, what, 10, 15? Uh, maybe see, almost? I guess it was, say, 15 to 17 okay, years ago. Okay. She was in high school. She was a 10th grader. Okay. She got hurt her junior year. Right. But she went on, and that's what I'm saying. She's a go-getter. Wow. The injury didn't stop her. She set out a year. Went in and did her thing and right. broke records at Hunter Huss, went to Belmont Abbey, did her thing and broke records, and now she come back and right. been a coach for UNCC. Right. A blessing. Man, ain't nothing but love for Nicole. And I think for us, Gaston County, it don't matter what school you go to. Right. Education is the key. Right. And she found a way to educate herself along with her uh, athletic abilities. So, Nicole, right. hey, man, they couldn't make a better choice than Nicole Woods. Wow. I am excited for her. I know her family is excited for her, her church family, her community. And then and recently, you know, she received an honor of being inducted into uh, the uh, Hall of Fame um, right there in Gastonia. So, man, she's on a trajectory to do some good things. Wilmington, you're getting a good one. Uh, you send, we're sending some from the West Coast to the <laughs> East Coast. Y'all better take care of uh, Nicole Woods. Um, DeMar Hamlin um, wow. had that incident with that cardiac arrest, which is leading us into this talking about CPR. I just recently heard he's been cleared to go back and play 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 football. Um, let's just talk a little bit about about that. Were you were you surprised that he's being cleared with that? With what you know about? What happened to him and what you do and what you teach? Do you think he's coming back too soon? What What's your thoughts on, on that whole piece? Me being a medical guy, first of all, I believe in scientists, right? Okay. So what he did was he got checked out. Okay. He got checked out. And I think that caused him to go into cardiac arrest wasn't his fault right. or dealing with health issues. Right. This was dealing to with an incident that happened. I think what happened to him, it hit him. Right. Pretty hard direct hit and triggered that. Massive heart attack. Wow. Right away when the doctor's going in, this mm -hmm. is a young football player. So when you're that young, you do what? You heal quicker. Right. So as he went through his process, okay. did everything that the doctors told him to do. Right. Wise choice. I think it's great. 
as long as scientists say it's good. He's dealing with specialists. This right. is not anybody. Right. This is somebody that does this for a living. Right. And they made this decision, and it's up to him. We all going to have our opinions. Right. Me personally, if the doctor say I'm okay, right. I'm going back to the game. Yeah, and I think his love for the game and his age at this point, I don't know if he could have just stayed away from the game that uh, in that sure. way. Sure. And I also know, you know, NFL is a business. Yes. And you you know they don't want that publicity. Right. So you know his team and all of them have got the top-notch specialists and people on this to ensure because they can't go through this again. Right. Not especially not with him. Right. Somebody else, <laughs> but not with not with him. Right. In terms of, of making uh, making that happen. Um how long have you been doing CPR? Over 30 years. Over wow. 30 years. Wow. It's, I'll tell you what, when I first got hired at the fire department, okay. and you know how you led to something, and right. they gave an opportunity for instructors. Okay. And I said, you know, and not being president anything, just the color of my skin, I didn't see a lot of instructors out there. Okay. So I sit in and on the class, and from that day on, it's always been growing. Mm. My name. And one thing about how good God is, we can talk about God is, right. I never hand out a card. Wow. My name, word of mouth, from Charlotte all the way back to Gastonia, Keys Mountain, Shelby. So I think it was just a talent, a blessing that God threw upon me. Wow. Wow. And yes, your gifts will make room for you. So young people and even others that are listening to the show on today, do what you do and be who you are. And people will make sure that they promote you. You won't have to worry about promoting yourself. Folk will find you in right. terms of things that that need to happen and, and need to take place. Uh, CPR is needed and necessary um, in our country, in our world right now. Um, Tell me, tell my listening audience why there ought to be at least somebody in your household, somebody in your family with family reunions and cookouts and all that, that know, know CPR. It's easy. It's easy. The reason why it's so easy, if you just listen, mm -hmm. the first thing they tell you is what? Call who? Mm -hmm. 911. Right. Even if you haven't took the class, even if you hadn't took the class, I'm going to say that again, they could talk you through it. Wow. Basically, what they'll do is tell you what? Do chest compression. Okay. 30. And the only thing changes the amount, right? Right. Because an infant from birth to one, you're going to use two fingers. A child, anywhere between one and eight, you use one hand. An adult, you use two hands. Lock. Wow. All of them get 30 compression. Only thing changed is the amount. So it's easy to learn. Wow. It's just about building up that trust within you. Because most people, what? Get nervous. Right. So, yeah. Well, I rightfully so. From birth, is somebody's <laughs> life, and they down there, and something going on that you're not right, familiar with. Right. I'm sure after the first couple of times <laughs> that you've done it, but I mean, something jump off in a restaurant, and somebody laid down out there on the floor, right? And you there, and you like, uh, what? What do I do? You know, and 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 so that's so the nervousness I think comes part with the territory, right? It's part of human nature, right? And me, I love God, mm -hmm. right? Right. I couldn't do your job. If you call me right now, even me being a trustee in my church, I'd be more nervous. Right. Right? Human right. nature. Right. Same thing with this. That's right. I've been doing this a career so it comes natural to me. Right. I don't even need a book. Right. Just like you doing your preaching. So right. you can always, what makes you feel comfortable with anything is what? Training. Mm. Training. As you go over and over again, it'll come to you just like that. So yes, I just teach people the chest compression and we'll learn the ventilation.
later on and during the train. I got you. If you're just tuning in, this is The Crip, gaining relevant, innovative perspectives. I am your host, David Anthony. Thank you for tuning in to me today. I got my man, Melvin Burst, hanging out, and we're talking about CPR because before you leave this earth, you're going to have an incident, whether it's on a bus, whether it's at a school, at a church, at a restaurant. You're going to see somebody. Yes. Who's going to need CPR? Yes. And, and and it's important. It's very important. And like I said, I can never, ever say this enough. Just remember this. Always call 911. Even if you panic, Pastor, wow. call 911. And once they get you going, like you said, it'll start. Oh, I remember there's now 30. Right? Then I'll pause and look. Who's number one? No matter if it's a victim there or not. Right. If you find somebody laying down, Pastor, would you put your mouth on theirs? Right. Would you? No. No. Right. right. So you always want to protect yourself. Right. So most times people don't carry the bear, the bear device around. So what they recommend is scene safety, nine one one. Right. Thirty compression and wow. pause. Thirty compression. And I'm gonna just give you a step. Scene safety. It's an infant from birth to one. Right. Two fingers, center of the chest, right there at the sternum. All right. Or two thumbs. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna go thirty. Scrape 30. One, two, three. And what the book says, pump hard and fast. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 29, 30. Pause and look. 30 again. Do that, uh, pass over and over again till you physically can't do it no more, right? They start what? Um, Breathing on their own Mm -hmm. or have a heartbeat, right? right? Or you physically can't do it no more. So basically, everybody get 30 chest compression, pins on the victim. Two fingers, one hand, or two hands. So this is, that was the infant. This would be the. This would be the, the child, be the one child. to eight. One to eight. So the same thing on the infant, when you, and I forgot this, when you check for a response, rub an infant's feet. Mm-hmm. On a child and adult, you want to tap and shout. Try to check for response and our response. Mm-hmm. No response. If you want to see if they're breathing, head, chin, tip, look, listen, and feel. 911. I got you. Once they coming back on, remember this is a child, one to eight, one hand lock. How many compression? Thirty. Pump hard and fast. And we'll move right along down to the adult. The right. adult is a eight and above. Same steps, right? Mm-hmm. No response, right? Right. No breathing. Nine one one. Come back instead of one hand, use two, and still thirty chest compression. Twenty nine thirty. And that's conclude chest compressions only. Wow. Wow. And see, this is the reason why I wanted you to come through, because these are these are just small little tips that people can have at their houses, um, in their neighborhoods um, that can save lives and help individuals to continue um, to go forward and and do the things that are, are necessary. Um, when when you're church wise, you know, and, and people always want to pray. Okay, so we just we 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 won't pray, but then there's science, right? And there's training, right? So, how do you tell people? I know you want to pray, right? <laughs> but you got to you got to jump into action. How do you, how do? You, well, again, like you did, Pastor. Like I said, I admire your staff for calling me, contacting me. Again, I can never say this enough. Training. Contact your local community college or contact the church, and they'll contact me. It's a lot of instructors out there to make yourself feel comfortable Mm -hmm. with your church is training. I can never say it enough. Call a local community that provides CPR and first aid 
And basically just you want to learn the chest compression only. Because the less that you learn, right, the confidence you're going to feel when somebody pass out in church over a what? Maybe they be sucking on what? A peppermint. peppermint. Right? Lord so Jesus. You, wanna... <laughs> you know we love these peppermints in these churches now. <laughs> so then at that point, <laughs> pastor, they still can be what? Conscious. Right. If it's an infant base, you just want to what? Turn them over. Okay. Turn them over. Look at here. And just do back blows. Simple stuff. Airway right. structure. Right. And it'll come out. If it's a child and a dog, kindly go behind them and make a fist. Go to that same position, which is the chest. Mm-hmm. Bring them to you. Another hand in and up. And right away, everyone's scrushing consciousness. They'll throw it up. Just basic stuff that I could teach you. This one step that's involved with chest compression versus uh, airway scrunching. So, yeah, Pastor, the more they train, the more they're going to feel comfortable. Wow. Now, you said you've been in this for 30 years. Yes. Um, and I was watching the show the other day, and it was just heartbreaking. It was a firefighter show. You know, I, you know, they got all these shows and stuff <laughs> on. So, I was watching this firefighter, firefighter show, and uh, the guy had told um, the man, he said, I can't take both of y'all out. I'm going to give you the mask, and um, I'll come back for you. And... Uh, when he got out the building, his team wouldn't let him. Team wouldn't let him go back, right. and so he's now dealing with the fact that he lost a guy yeah. that, that he had told he was coming back for. Because you know the show they showed it more dramatic how the house yeah. just kind of kept going on in flames. Um, in this line of work, you and you lose people yeah. um, from time to time. How do you how do you how do you deal with that aspect of the job? Um, because you love God yeah. and, and God's the center of your heart and, and stuff. How do you deal with that aspect of the job? Well, one thing about it, they'll train you to go through all these training exercises, right. prepare for this death and stuff like that, because you're not going to save everybody. Right. Uh, one thing they train us, and you was talking about he left a person. During firefighter training, survivor training, what is always two in and two out. Wow. We never go in by ourselves, first of all, in case right. we get trapped. We never would take our mask off. So the shows are funny. That's right. And they make you think. Right. But it's not reality for us as professionals. But right. it is a show. Right. Like you said. So we won't take our mask off, first of all. Right. We try to do some buddy breathing with our partner. Right. And kind of get them out to a safe area. So training again is there the we key. Go. You hear that? It, training is the, is the, the key, key, y'all. So just, just to look at it this way. They're not firefighters. We're trained. Once you get out, mm-hmm. you stay out. As a victim, let the professional go in and get that rescuer, and then you go from there. It just depends on how this incident or this accident occurs and how big it gets. Wow. Wow. And, and individuals, whether they're infants, children, or adults, the training works for you to be able to identify no matter who it is, no matter what the scenario uh, is going forth. I mentioned earlier that kids are getting ready to get out, a lot of water activities. Um, same stuff applies to water activities? Well, one or, thing, is it, or is it a little different? Well, doing CPR, you basically got to get them out of the water first. Gotcha. What do we do as African American? We don't want to do what? Learn how to do what? Swim. swim. We don't want to do it. They got mm-hmm. all kind of organization out there to teach you how to swim for right. free. Wow. But they won't take advantage of it. I wow. had an opportunity to meet with a couple of doctors that gave me some free vouchers to take to church. 
Nobody signed up. Wow. So what I mean to, <laughs> So what is it about us that we don't want to I mean we take baths. I mean, you know, we love to play in the water. How come we don't want to learn nothing about swimming, doc? <laughs> Pastor, I didn't mean to laugh, but what's but no, so funny good, come to mind is that when you see a white family, right, and they got their infants in the water early in life. Right. Teaching them how to swim. Right. If you take our infants and put them in the water, the mama going to do what? Oh, you better get my child out of there. So from the beginning, they already prepped to teach their kids how to swim. I got you. Our education level at the beginning, first of all, wasn't there for us to be able to just go. So we see water, we just jump in and then we drown. So I think now with more people like me going around educating people, the importance of learning how to swim because it does from the drown level of us as black Americans right. is high, not compared to whites. Right. And it's important. Now, I, I learned how to swim early on in life and definitely, you know, um, encouraging others with my kids and stuff like that. And uh, getting over that fear of water um, is a big thing because your body and water can do a lot of things that you didn't know it could do as long as you stop fighting the water. Fighting the water. Once you stop fighting the water, then the water becomes your best friend. Your body will float on the water if you just relax and, and let it do what it do and going forth. If you just turn it in, this is the grip. Dating <laughs> relevant, innovative perspectives. I am uh, your host. I've got Melvin Burns hanging out with me. Let me say it again. Uh, if you need some CPR training for your organization, you need a refresher at your church um, and, and going forth. Let's just talk as we get ready to wrap up today. Give me some safety tips about, you know, church wise. Um, and and um, because I know when you came over here, you know, you did give us some thumbs up because we had the AED. Yeah. Okay. Um, talk just a little bit about, you know, one of the things that our churches, you know, as we kind of conclude today, should be looking at at their churches as it relates to CPR and, and having an AED machine at the church? First off, we want to start out with training. Contact a trainer, okay, mm -hmm. a certified trainer. And then get you a group of individuals, just like you did, Pastor. You're an right. example for the churches. Right. Okay, once you get that group, you get the people established because everybody, when something happens, what? A doctor or a lawyer. Right. So you got to get that team to make sure they're trained up so everybody right. identify that team and they approach the situation. That's first of all is establish that trainer, establish who your team leader's going to be. Gotcha. And then once you do that and get trained on that level, everybody know the process. They'll know gotcha. the steps. Gotcha. So yeah, just start out with getting your your uh, your organization. We call it our church. We call it a uh, what we call it, a health Deal mm -hmm. committee. Mm -hmm. So yes, yeah, just get somebody right. trained. And we've got the health team going on and, and making it happen. And then from the health team, you can then start beginning to make sure other things are in place. Yes. Like, and what are you basically talking about? Even though, and again, I want to applaud you for being that leader. They even have an AED installed. Right. An AED is just a, what, an automatic external defibrillation where it right. shocks the heart. Right. But you got to train your People. individual individuals how to use this uh, equipment. Their first aid kit had everything they needed from gloves, from masks, from gowns. They had it all. So again, just train your people up. One thing I want to do is make sure everybody that's involved know where the location is. That's right. Where your first aid kit located? Where right. your AD, AED located? Right. And that'll start this and then everybody else want to follow suit. Okay. Yeah, I think those things are important and certainly with a number 
of crazy incidents that are taking place. Um, it, I mean, you know, from people coming into churches trying to take over, uh, shootings and all this other kind of crazy stuff. You just never know when you need to have just gauze and band-aids and some tape, you know, <laughs> just just simple stuff that, that can just be able to help somebody hold on until the right people get there. And, and one thing, I, I'm glad you mentioned that. And people are afraid to talk about what? Active shooting. It's happening. Right. Oh, we can't. You got to talk about right. it. I never thought I had this conversation. Mm. Only time I carry my concealed weapon is the church. Wow. That's crazy to me. It's crazy. But we have to have our concealed weapon on. That's crazy. Is it not? That's the only time I carry my concealed Come weapon. Come to the house the of the Lord and you got to have your concealed weapon because you and just don't know what's going to break out. Inside the church. So, yeah, you can need to train on active shooting training also. It's just a lot of training that we all need to be involved with. And one thing I want to say, back in the day, we didn't have this avenue, Pastor, where wow. we can go contact somebody for CPR, somebody for active shooting. Right. Because most of them was on the other side. That's right. Now we got a lot of brothers and sisters mm. can do this training. Right. And we got brothers and sisters in our own community. I, I am encouraging you. If you are a person listening to me today and you feel passionate about helping your church with CPR and things of that nature, and it's not just moving the way, go and talk to your leaders, talk to your pastor, talk to the head of your organization, say, hey, you know what? We need to get on the ball because we don't know what might be coming down the road and making it happen. Melvin, I appreciate you coming by, man, he just for a few minutes and just hanging out, man. You just laid it out on the table for us today and shared uh, give my fam um, some closing remarks or a tip or two or something that you just want to leave them with today, and we'll close this thing out. Pastor, first of all, I want to thank you for inviting me again. Certainly. Some of the closing tips I would advise, make sure make sure you contact somebody that can train you on all the levels that we talked about today, from CPR, AED training, fire safety training, active shooter, active shooter training. Get in touch with somebody because we're out there. We're available. If you have any uh, problem with contacting somebody, contact the church. Their secretary, she's great to work with. She'll make sure you get the information that you need. Again, contact somebody. Get your training. And I appreciate you again for inviting me. Certainly. I, it has been a ball. And I, I am ecstatic because I don't want anybody hurt. I don't want anybody at a church where we could have done something right. and we just weren't ready to be able to make it happen. It could be just as simple as somebody just getting choked on a piece of watermelon <laughs> outside, just <laughs> laughing at the wrong time. I know some people, they like to laugh. They like to try to talk and laugh and all that with food and you can't, you know, and then something go wrong. So, you know, hey, it's all in a day's work. All right, David Anthony here with The Grip, gaining relevant, innovative perspectives. And man, we're gonna have a blast this summer. So keep it on the lock right here of The Grip. And uh, my man, uh, Burns, man, thank you so much, man. You're welcome. God bless you. Thank you so much. All right. <laughs>